0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a traditional roundtable episode. We had the great interview last week that you can watch, but it's not all that traditional because look who I have across from me. Hello
1: there. Hello. It's... I'm not Nicholas.
0: No, it's been a while since you've been on.
1: I know. A new studio.
0: One, uh, I... one could argue it's been too long.
1: You're just flattering me.
0: No. <laughs> not long enough,
1: in my opinion. Actually, your time. it's time for okay. you to go now, yeah. fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Good to see you, babe. Good to see you, too.
0: You excited? Yeah. You nervous?
1: No. I used to get nervous. We don't
0: have enough viewers to be nervous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. Oh, man.
0: But it's good to see you. Are you ready to dive into some stories? Please. We have some killer stories for you today, and of course, the box office. So just wait for that. Let's dive in. Go right ahead. First story comes to us from Variety. Variety. We are doing the stories
1: <laughs> i was gonna say it's <laughs> odd hearing you do yeah, it yeah. i'm usually the listener too yeah. so um but continue
0: um the academy awards are going to be adding a new category for their show for 2026 or the 2025 films and that's going to be for best casting that's exciting it's finally happening and it's about time i'm very excited for it um this is a, a award that they've been trying to get for a really long time there's been a casting branch at the academy for a while So we knew it was a matter of time before this was going to happen. But I am excited that the casting directors are going to be recognized. I think it's fun. I think there are a couple more categories that could be added as well, particularly something to do with stunts or second unit direction. I think that would be really cool to see, but it is a difficult award to give out. You don't know who to give it to. But I am excited about casting directors getting an Oscar. What are your thoughts?
1: I feel the same way. That's very exciting. You're right. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, You know that the, the, in like the pre-production like the casting is what starts it off like kind of like the writers so before you even get on set their influence is so important so glad that it's getting recognized and like you said my first thought that came to mind before you even said it was stunts like yeah. so uh hopefully this is, will be a step in the right direction they still need
0: to do stunts they
1: do um but yeah super exciting can't wait to see for 2026
0: See, the only funny thing I think of is they announced this award, and you know all the casting directors, like the one who did Oppenheimer was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> Two years from now, This Literally. is the best work I've ever done.
1: <laughs> wasted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> years of academy training wasted. wasted. Uh, oh, yes, yes. but uh, I'm excited. I am too. Great. Great. And uh, you'll be really excited for this next one. Oh man. So there's a filmmaker whose name is Sebastian. Venekek, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, excuse me. Uh, he just made his debut feature film last year called Infested. It was a horror film that came out as part of the Critics Week sidebar at the Venice Film Festival. You know, he's on the up and up. Sure. Well, he has just been tapped to helm a spinoff movie for The Evil Dead yes. Stop it. Yes.
1: Wait, it's a bit off? Yes. This is the first I'm hearing of this. More Evil Dead. Yeah, what?
0: I'm very excited.
1: That's super exciting.
0: And, you know, we've talked about it on the show before. Sam Raimi and his production company are doing such a good job at handpicking new talent and, like, up-and-coming filmmakers and, like, getting them, like, Fede Alvarez, 2013, whoop, you get Evil Dead. Lee Cronin, whoop, you get Evil Dead Rise. Sebastian Vanekick, whoop, you get whatever this film is going to be called. Uh, Bruce Campbell's also going to be producing. It's the whole. It's the same production team, but a new Evil Dead film. I am beyond excited. I don't have a handle on the previous film because I've never seen it. I've also never seen Lee Cronin's first film, which was called The Hole in the Ground. Never saw it. But it shouldn't be going straight to streaming like Evil Dead Rise was originally going to. Then luckily, it came out theatrically. Uh, this should be going theatrical. I'm really excited, and I trust it just on the fact that it's Raimi producing, it's Bruce Campbell producing, they've picked two great filmmakers before, and I why would they stop picking great filmmakers now? I feel like they're just going to do another great job and pick an amazing filmmaker. So I'm amped, personally. How are you feeling about it? Oh,
1: that? I'm the same way. Honestly, when you said Evil Dead, uh, regardless, I was jazzed, because so, they, they did so good with Rise, yeah. that like you're saying, that with Raimi and Campbell and everyone coming on board, I've... Sometimes sequels, you get nervous with franchises, but mm-hmm. they've proven you're exactly like you just said that with uh, the the reboot and Rise that it's in good hands. So I'm only excited for more to come. And it is cool that they're picking... Um, not like named directors just for the sake of it it sounds like like you said i haven't seen infested either mm-hmm. um but they obviously saw something in it ramey and campbell or whoever oh yes. the production company saw it and that like sparkle or whatever gory horror I love that you
0: called it sparkle it's, it's, it's my favorite a little
1: sparkle yeah. you know you see a little the, a kill and you're like ooh, that's that's evil dead right there you yes, know yes. um the evil dead sparkle um but, you know, they saw something in the film and in the director's style or whatever, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, very refreshing. It's not like they just took a director just to take a director because they don't need names anymore. Not, you know, like they yeah. don't they don't need that. If you make a good Evil Dead movie, then it's going to be a good movie and yeah. people are going to see it. And so it's, it's that's good, exciting. It's a good
0: way to keep the budget down so the profit yeah. margins last. You can True. always make your money back. It's horror makes money. Evil Dead makes money. So we're chilling we're chilling. I can't wait for more Evil Dead.
1: I can't either. Would you, I'm going off book, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. So you said it's a spinoff?
0: Yeah. That's how Deadline described it. It's okay. a spinoff variety wherever I just pulled from. Yeah.
1: That's just exciting. I mean, I was going to say, would you rather it have been a spinoff or like another prequel from Rise with the same characters or do you care? Or you're just happy? I don't for really care.
0: I mean, like, I don't know why it's being called a spinoff because mm-hmm. technically each film other than the originals, could be considered a spin-off because it's all new characters. So my I'm wondering, I'm hoping that they're calling it a spin-off because there's a plan with those characters and since this doesn't feature that, they're like, "Oh, this is a spin-off." Mm. So I'm hoping that that's what that means, but we'll we'll see. We'll have to see. Um what do you guys think of a new Evil Dead film happening? I cannot wait. Let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story. Our next story comes to us from Deadline. America Ferreira, who has just been nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Barbie, will make her feature directorial debut, which is the film I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter, based on a novel, and it's in development at Amazon Studios and Orion. Uh, I believe it was a New York Times bestselling novel. And it was previously set at Netflix, but it looks like Amazon will now be making the film. Uh, What are your thoughts on this?
1: That's exciting. I love that. Uh, I mean, you're right. She's getting credit as the supporting actress nomination. Uh, It's exciting to see her branch out. Um, I don't know if she had any help with the production of Barbie. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. But if she did, you know... Mm -hmm. Or whatever it's cool that she's uh branching out getting to do that too if this is her first you know any sort of directing anything um and it sounds like maybe she had a um connection with the book or something like that and that's what made her do this you know i don't know but Mm. um that's i don't know that's exciting good for her hopefully it goes well
0: i'm excited too i i love when you know different artists branch out to try something else try something new um sometimes it works out great sometimes it doesn't i'm really hoping it works out for her and i agree i think maybe I don't know this for sure, but I think maybe she just had like a personal connection to the source material and was like, oh, I, I I, have to be the one that tells the story. So if it comes from that place, it typically means it's going to be a great film. So I am excited about that as well. What do you guys think about America Ferrera making her feature debut with I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter? Let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story. And this one is more in your wheelhouse, but it kind of came as a surprise to me Apparently, there was a sequel se- Disney Plus series to Moana in the works, and Bob Iger decided, "No, this is going to be a feature film, rework it into a film, and it is coming out this November." Like so that means they were almost done with that show. And what's surprising to me is that if you go in the article on Deadline, it kind of talks about how like, yeah, and like they're they're casting it, which tells me like, "Oh, for the like show were they not going to have the original cast do the voices so that it would be cheaper Mm. and now that it's a movie they're like ah get them back i don't know that i'm just yeah just me speculating based on stuff i saw but this came out of nowhere during the disney earnings call and does this excite you do you think this is going to be a good thing like where do you think this could go
1: i mean i'm excited um the fact that uh a streaming show is now going to be a a uh, theater full movie. It's only—I mean, there, there was something Bob Iger saw in it, the potential for mm-hmm. it to do well. Yeah. Um. So that is exciting because most of the time I feel like you, it's the other way around where a movie then gets shoved into into the like, streaming land. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's exciting to see like the reverse. Yeah. Like with Evil Dead, and, we and brought and up again. But... Yeah.
0: And it's it's it reminds me of the Toy Story two situation where that was going to be a straight to DVD mm-hmm. film and then they watched it and they were like, "What the fuck? This is so <laughs> good! Like we can't put this straight on DVD." Yeah. So. Yeah, it's one of the few films that has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, Toy Story 2. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: It's so good.
0: It's very good. So <laughs> it's good. It's excellent. I love It's that excellent. Movie. So uh, what do you guys think about Moana 2 surprisingly happening this November, and do you think it was a good move on Disney? Let us know as we move on to our next story, and this is a bit of a doozy. So on a recent episode, Nick and I were talking about how the David Coep, the writer of the original Jurassic Park, is coming back to write a new Jurassic World movie. That's very exciting for several reasons, but... What we didn't know is who was going to be directing the film. I stupidly suggested, wouldn't it be cool if Spielberg did it? Silly me. But um, right after that episode came out, it became quickly released in Deadline that David Leitch was in talks to direct the film. And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, he's an action guy. So cool. I mean, are the Velociraptors going to get AKs? Like, I was kind of looking, you know, like, that. I'm in, you know. But uh, I like David Leach as a director, he's a great filmmaker, I love Bullet Train, Uh, I like the action of Atomic Blonde, you know, I like Deadpool 2, so I was like, okay, like, I'm curious by this, like, let's see it. And then, just a couple days later, another story came out in Deadline saying, nope, he talks fell through, he's not directing Jurassic World anymore. And uh, so that obviously made me kind of do a deep dive as to, like, what's going on here? And uh, I am one of the subscribers to the In Snyder Newsletter, the one that Jeff Snyder runs, he's now on his own doing journalism. And uh, he put in his newsletter what he had heard happened with the whole Jurassic World situation. For some reason, Universal is dead set on this 2025 release date that they have for summer of 2025. I don't know why, but they are dead set on it. And uh, so they needed to find a director who's just going to be a shooter. Meaning, we have all the storyboards. We have all that stuff. We need you to just come in and shoot this script and direct it, basically. Like, you're not going to have a real say from the... Beginning, it's going to be. We need you to come in with what we have and shoot this film. And David Leach is apparently has a reputation for playing ball with studios, like kind of you know being someone who can just come in and do that if it's required. And so that's why he was in initial talks. But when he got there, he started having his own ideas. His producing partner was apparently really heavy and on changing some stuff. And when Frank Marshall and Steven Spielberg are the people doing it, you're not going to get your way. I'm sorry, like it's not going to happen. And so apparently that quickly just became like. No, we need someone who can just come in and shoot this. So um, what this says to the quality of the movie, who knows? Maybe the script's just that good. I don't know. It's also just a big company making a big movie, and I understand the risk. But uh, this makes me curious as to who they will get to direct the film. Because there are a couple directors that come to mind when I think of, like, oh, we need a shooter, like someone who can just come in and shoot it, like a Louis Leterrier, who's doing the fast movies with mm-hmm. Universal, but he's doing fast. He can't do this. So I'm, th- I'm just trying to think of, like, other directors that could maybe come in and do this. But um it's interesting that they clearly because we were surprised like oh it's coming out in 2025 they need to start shooting soon well apparently it's because they've done all their pre-production and they just want a director to come in and start essentially so i found all that investigation very fascinating sorry to throw a blot on you there
1: no it's fine that's very uh, cool
0: but what are your thoughts on you know this new jurassic world movie coming out relatively quickly and you know they need a shooter director who's going to do it you know what, what what are your thoughts on this
1: uh 2025 is crazy yeah that's wild That's literally mm. next year yeah uh and you're right if they haven't even started shooting it yet that's crazy um but let the studio do what the studio's gonna do you know mm. um though wh- while you were speaking i was trying to think of other directors too and i'm not as well versed as you so i was like i don't know like anyone that i came up with would be heavily influenced but mm-hmm. then i was like similar to what you said you're like okay if you have someone who it's already hashed out. You just need to come up and shoot. Like, why couldn't Spielberg just do it? I know. Like, that's, li- cool. that's the first yeah. thing I thought. of. Like, yeah. he knows the script. He wrote it. Inmi- like immediately, who else? the
0: ill will that people have of like ugh, another Jurassic movie. Like, we're yeah. D- immediately, if you invent like, oh, Spielberg's coming back. The uh, immediately is like, well, pff, I'm excited. Yeah. Like instantly.
1: Especially because if you're right that he are, he he has creative control, mm-hmm. like.
0: The whole franchise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, of
1: course. But, like, you're saying that David Leach came in and he was like, mm, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Like, it's already his movie. Mm-hmm. So you can either get a director who's going to, like you said, play ball and just come in and finish it out and shoot it on set. Or you just have him do it because he's going to yeah. say no to anyone else. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, But I also know he's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, it's... Uh, I'm hoping it's a good script, right? Like, if you're saying, I'm hoping so too, right? If, if someone's just going to come in and just shoot it without any creative uh, critiques on set, that's mm-hmm. slightly nerve wracking because yeah. so much good stuff happens on set. Yeah. So um, hopefully, it, it's good, right?
0: It's it's it kind of like a you know Universal's a long standing company, and you know that's how you used to make movies back in the day. You hired a producer, gets an idea. They hire a writer to write the idea. They hire a director to shoot the idea. And then that was it. And, you know, it's just an old school style of filmmaking with lots and lots of money. So I get it. And it might also just be trying to prevent hiring someone spending all the money and then the company not liking what they've made and having to spend more money so the company just spent the money now and it's like, just shoot this. Yeah. Like, we're not we're not going to spend more money than what we've done. So yeah. maybe that's it too, which I, I kind of understand. I mean, as an artist, I hate it, but as a like business mind, I'm like, it makes sense, you know? So I'd be very curious to see who they get to do this. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of the new Jurassic World? David Leach will no longer be directing it, even though he was for like four days. Uh, <laughs> let us know in the comments as we move on to our next story. And this one I'm particularly excited about. Ooh. So a couple years ago, Maybe two. My brain hurts. <laughs> uh, there was a new Predator movie called Prey that had come out on Hulu. It was directed Hulu, that they released a 4K. Thank you, Disney. I bought it, and uh that movie was called Prey. It was very good, very good Predator film. And something that was kind of worrisome was, you know, is that going to be it for the Predator franchise? Because like, Dis- it's now owned by Disney. Like, wh- what are we going to do here? The streaming play was odd, but it was a great film. It was directed by Dan Trackenberg, who had made 10 Cloverfield Lane. Well, according to Deadline, he is now making another standalone Predator movie called Badlands, and it's going to take place in the future. So we have, yes, so we have (laughs) a Predator movie way in the past. We're going to get a Predator movie way in the future. Fuck yes. And it also mentions in the article that articles do sometimes, like there's a story, and then like they drop something that's like, well, that's a story where um he's going to be making Badlands, but 20th Century is also going to be developing a sequel to Prey that he hasn't... Dan Schoenberg hasn't signed on to do yet, but they're they're in talks with the cast to get them to come back. Awesome. Love this. I'm one of the few people who like Shane Black's Predator movie. I thought Prey was a great movie. Bullshit, they didn't put it in theaters, and they learned their lesson because the new Alien film was supposed to be Hulu, and now it's going to theaters. Put this movie in theaters, you cowards. Put Badlands in theaters. And Prey 2. If Prey 2 gets to go to theaters and Prey 1 didn't, what a story. Just put it in. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It did so
1: well on Hulu, too, right? It did incredible on Hulu. it had really good reviews. Yeah. uh, Or, like, ratings and stuff. Like, Mm. it was... A critically well-received What yeah. sort I'm of saying you still um, need to watch it i do i know i was about to say i'm a fake fan if i'm gonna start talking about this film when i haven't yeah. seen it all i know is there's a dog and the dog is great and, yes um and it was a rescue dog yeah mm-hmm. that'll get that'll okay. that will get me to watch it not yes. anything else yes
0: let's watch the 4k don't watch it on hulu okay. i have it okay cool it'll be fun
1: <laughs> i love that it's in the future that's so funny oh yeah then the new one yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's hilarious they're just like predator but in the future.
0: I, I hope like the first pitch meeting for Prey was like Predator this way. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And they were like, great. And they're like, all right, it was successful. You wanted to do another one. Okay. Predator this that way. way. <laughs> what? So next. Yeah. Um <laughs> what's next? Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm thrilled. I'm excited about it. Ah, uh, I love Prey. So deep lore. There's actually oh, a great reference to Predator 2 in Prey that came out of nowhere. Because like, a, a lot of the times the sequels are kind of ignored. Like Prey mm. or Predator 2 is kind of ignored. And it I laughed so loud. Because like why did they connect it to Predator 2? But they did. And they did that for me. And I thought it was funny. Loved it. They
1: said, this is for Dalton. Yes,
0: it's exactly what they did. <laughs> exactly what they did.
1: I love it. I need to actually watch all of the Predator movies. So, Ooh, I'm sorry. See, that's
0: my fault. We've been together for over five years. So I've never made her watch a Predator film. Sorry. This is bullshit. I, not even Shane
1: Black's. Uh, I, I, uh, I think we started it and then I fell asleep. Of course. Of course you did. No, it's okay. It's okay. We'll start
0: Uh, with, we'll start with Arnold. We'll start with Arnold. Yes. So
1: I've like like half watched it. Uh Does that count?
0: Yes. It has Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, who recently passed away, which made me incredibly sad. Yeah. And it's directed by the guy that directed Die Hard. Oh
1: yeah. It's great. That's what we're doing tonight. Screw the Super Bowl. Fine. Fine. (laughs) Fine.
0: (laughs) Uh, but yes, I am excited about the new Predator film. Are you guys excited about Badlands, the new Predator film? Let us know in the comments as we move on to the box
1: office. The box office.
0: I love that you sang it. I don't know why that I did that. That was fun. <laughs> I might like get you to sing like an intro and we play it every time like no, we do box no. office. So I don't remember. Oh, no, we didn't make predictions because we didn't do a traditional show. Oh. So this is interesting.
1: Wait, do you want me to just like rapid fire? do prediction go for it what came out last week <laughs> you want me to do it and then set me up wait wait wasn't it um L- lisa frankenstein we, yep, we saw that, that. Mm-hmm. nothing else probably because it's january yep number one miller's girl i'm kidding <laughs> that would so bad um lisa frankenstein came out um we're in like the january february february oh jesus but we're in, like, the lull where yeah, there's, like, yeah. not a lot going on.
0: Right. Hit me with the top five. Go.
1: I don't even remember what came out. Lisa Frankenstein.
0: Stuff that's already out also in there.
1: Oh. Never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'll just tell you. Uh, coming in first in its second weekend was Argyle. Argyle. Well, I was
1: going to say that. Making
0: $6.5 million. Look, this is an unmitigated disaster. Um with it- Six? Yeah, Oof. it it only made seventeen in its opening weekend. Dropped sixty three percent to make six so far. Its worldwide box office is sixty million. Its production budget was two hundred. Matthew Vaughn deserves better. That hurts. I'll he always it. has
1: bad luck. I feel like. Yeah. Not always, but.
0: Uh, Lisa Frankenstein came in second place in its first weekend, making only three point eight million dollars. But it was only made for a budget. I looked it up. Uh, this is according to USA Today, though, so you know but the budget they are reporting is 13. So wow. while it's not high budget, it still has a lot of ways to go for only opening to 3.8. It, sure, Its legs are going to be determining how successful it is. Uh, coming in third in its fifth week, The Beekeeper making dropping only 34%, making $3.4 million. Its worldwide box office total is at $114 million on a budget of about... $34 million.
1: Oh, my God. Why are people not talking about this?
0: Uh, I don't know, but uh, we got to protect the hive. The Beekeeper was so much fun. I love it. You should watch it. I will. It's great. After Predator. Watch it for Josh Hutcherson.
1: <gasps> Is he in it?
0: Yes, he plays the bad guy.
1: I feel like you've told me this. Yes, I keep forgetting
0: we've had we've I know the same reaction to you love him. I
1: love it. I love him. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's such a good guy.
0: Yes, coming in fourth were episodes one through three of season four of The Chosen, which was a Fathom event. Every time that show makes a new premiere, it kills it at the box office. It's like a faith based show. Oh, did very well. It made three point one million dollars. Total domestic box office for the first three episodes of season four is twelve million dollars. Cow. Yeah, they can make that show. They can make that show. And coming in fifth, guess. Just guess.
1: Miller's girl? No. <laughs> um.
0: I've no idea. No idea?
1: I don't even know what else came out.
0: Coming in fifth, Wonka making what? another 3.1 million dollars in its ninth week and wonka's worldwide total is 587 million dollars I mean, it's over half a billion whoa on a budget of 125 it's made more money than most of the films last year It was one of the highest grossing movies of 2023 Oh my god go wonka i love that film i loved it very much so and, uh, yeah, Migration came in sixth. It had, it had been sticking in there. It's made $235 million worldwide on a oh budget God. of 72. So it's, it's made profitability, but for Illumination, it's pr- on the lower side. If you see my dog, it's okay. He's just exploring the new office. Hi, buddy. He's
1: hanging out. He wants to be on camera.
0: Yep. But he's we,
1: got opinions on Wonka. Yes,
0: we got to get him the Hendrix cam. <gasps> yes. Right, buddy? He's
1: okay. He's just
0: hanging out. Yeah, he's He's, so he's chilling. Uh, Something else I wanted to point out box office wise was uh, the re-release of the first Dune made almost $2 million.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I need to go see it again.
0: Yeah. You fell asleep the first time.
1: I'm consistent. Okay. Okay. So you want to do predictions? Yes.
0: Madam Webb comes out. I don't think think it's going to do well, but I think it'll do better than six. Yeah. So here's my predictions. So Madam Webb, number one. I'll go Argyle, number two. Lisa Frankenstein number three, beekeeper number four, The Chosen number
1: five. Chosen again? Yeah. Isn't the Fathom event only a week or no? It doesn't have to be. Okay. I will go Madam Web, just for funsies, Lisa Frankenstein, Mm -hmm. Argyle, beekeeper, Wonka.
0: Oh, interesting, interesting. Mark your notepads, everybody. And if you have predictions, if you're right on the show, we will shout out your username. I love that. So it will be fun. But yes, that's the show today, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Be on the lookout for some upcoming movie reviews. Body, it's okay. We're, we're about to sign off. We're signing off right now. Um, be on the lookout for some movie reviews. There probably won't be a Thursday episode this week, but don't worry, we'll be back full force with two episodes next week. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you next time.